Devotion Equipped. I'm Mel, and tonight we have a very special guest, my daughter Lily. Hello. So we were in the car earlier talking about all the latest news going around in the world of Netflix, Marvel, Disney, and we thought it would be a really good idea to have her on the show. Uh, she's the biggest Stranger Things fan and biggest Disney, biggest Marvel fan I know, and she's got a lot more insight than I do on a lot of these things, so I just figured she'd be the expert. So. Why don't we start? <laughs> okay. Okay, so the first thing that we're going to talk about, of course, is her favorite show. What Stranger is- Things. Yeah. This, particularly season three. Yes, so we have both watched uh, season three multiple times. <laughs> and uh, I guess the first thing that I really want to talk about, um, and of course this, these are probably lots of spoilers if you haven't seen it. So if Spoiler you, alert. Yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert. If you have not watched season three, then go watch it and come back. And then we'll talk. (laughs) So I guess the first thing um, would be the difference between this season and the last and how this one really stood out in many ways. So I guess what in what way do you think that season three was different? I really do like Eleven's new style and I like that Max really let her express that, you know, but um, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and then also too, what we were we were talking about earlier is uh, a lot of the the character development that has uh, you know the, in the last season there's a lot of different changes between the characters, but in this one, in particular, we were introduced to new characters that became cult favorites, and then you know um, the there was also new friendships that were being made, and you know lots of girl power. Steve so. and Robin. Are my favorite. Yeah. Right now. And so, just so if everyone knows, uh, me and Lily are going as I'm going as Robin, uh, and she is going as Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> we already got our costumes ordered. Mine came in. Hers is on pre-order. Should be coming in soon. Um, it's gonna be a really awesome Halloween. Uh, also, her little brother Logan is going as Sad Thor. He demanded it while we were watching uh, Endgame the other day, and. He's just really adamant about wanting to be Sad Thor, so that's totally what he's going to be. It's going to be a really awesome trick-or-treating experience for our neighborhood. <laughs> so I guess uh, another thing, too, is you know going on about like new characters. Who is your favorite? My new favorite? I mean, I know I keep saying this, but Robin is probably one of my new favorites. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, also, Erica is not really a new character, but I did really like that she had a main part in Season yes, 3. Yes, I love that, I too. really like that. And I love the whole turnaround with Erica. Yeah. When, when she kept calling them nerds, and then... And then she know. gets into it, and she's like, listen here. Yeah, and they're like, okay, you're, you're a nerd, too. You know? And, and she's that, like... And, and, then, and I love that, because it kind of, you know, showed that, like, no matter who you are, what, what you're into, somebody is a nerd about something. <laughs> yeah. You know? It, I mean, it could be math. It could be sports. It could be science. It could be astronomy, you know, whatever. Everybody is a nerd at some point, and you just got to let that nerd side out. Also, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say it. I don't care that you broke your elbow. (laughs) No, I'm just joking. (laughs) I don't really like, I didn't really like Billy. I know how everyone was like, oh, you know, like my poor Billy, but I mean, he was always kind of a jerk. Oh yeah, that's another thing too that I really want to talk about is because I felt like in a way that was kind of like, you know, I know, Lily, you're too young to watch a lot of horror movies, but um, most of the horror movies that I've watched throughout my years, I, I'm, I'm noticing a pattern, and I notice these patterns in Stranger Things, which is why I love it so much, not just horror, but like in science fiction also. I mean, they introduce this character that you just, they, they just like rub you the wrong way, you can't stand them, they drive you nuts, they're horrible people. So when, the, you know, they, they reach their demise, they, they die or they get hurt, you're actually, you're not cheering for him, but you're like, uh, I guess that, I guess he deserved that. Yeah, but you know? it honestly, like, kind of hurt, though. Like, when Max, like, because it showed that she really did still care about him. Yeah. Like, the face of sorrow on her was tragic. Yes. But I feel like, I mean, he beat up Steve. Like, he literally almost killed him. Like, yes. I'm sorry, but. And then the whole Mrs. Wheeler thing. Yes, we, like, we, we don't I mean, we don't, about, we're not even going to get into that. No, I mean, that could be an entire podcast in itself. <laughs> we could talk about this for 30 minutes of how wrong this is and their age difference. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we're, gonna, we're just going to skip to the point. Yeah. But, you know, in a way, I felt like that was kind of their way of, you know, kind of redeeming all of the really 
terrible things because who would be the weakest link that would be the one who is, I guess, the most vulnerable, yet they put up this hard shell of, oh, I'm so tough and I'm so strong, mm, buck up, you know, oh, I'm, so, I'm such a hard guy. Of course he would be the one who would be the first one to be compromised by aliens <laughs> because he's so, you know, just, he's weak. Even though he tries yeah. to come off as this powerful person, if he wasn't a weak person, then he wouldn't do the things that he does. He wouldn't give in to peer pressure. He wouldn't be, you know, being gross. He just has lots of feelings. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly. <laughs> he does. I mean, like, stop it. Get some yeah, help. And, and I mean, it did, it did, though, in the last season make me really sad to see that it kind of, like, created, like, I guess defined his character in a way to show that, hey, he's, he's being abused. Like, you know, there's something. Yeah, like, there's something, like, mentally wrong with him. Yeah. I mean, like. His father didn't, like, you know, physically abuse him, but, I mean, he mentally did. And mental abuse is just as bad, if not yeah. worse. I mean, not worse, but, you know, I mean, it's it's just as terrible. And the thing, too, that I noticed is, remember in the last season, Max and, and, uh... What? I was trying to remember, so there was, a, there was this one scene. Was... Didn't... Didn't you say he... What was the part where he tried to beat up one of the kids? I'm sorry. Oh, okay, so he got mad. Because, okay, so Billy got mad because he's been telling, season two, by the way, um, he's been telling Max, like, not to hang out with Lucas. Yes. I don't know why. I mean, I guess, like, he has, he's like... jealous. He's, it's, you know, that's probably, his sister, and he's like, no, no man is good enough for my, my sister. Yeah, <laughs> now I'm going to just beat up her friend, you know? Yeah. Just, like, that didn't make any sense. I mean, like, yeah. she tried to freaking choke Lucas, well, and then, that, like... Yeah, and that was the thing, too. But this is where I was going with that. Sorry, I went on a weird tangent about season two. It was like Max and Billy were just at each other's throats just all the time. But then in this season, and this is what made me sad, when she goes into uh, the girl's house and, you know, they're all wet and they've just been rained on, and you tell you can tell that they've both been compromised by aliens, and that's when the look on Max's face, that's when she knew that something was wrong with her brother was because he was being nice. Yeah. And that hurt me to see the look on her face because it was like, Oh my gosh, my brother's being nice to me. Something's wrong. Yeah. Because you know? I feel like that's like really sad. Like he should do that. That's not what should make you realize there's something wrong with you. Yes, and, and it kind of like tugged at my heart because you could see the look in her face was like, oh, like, you know, why can't you be like that all the time? Yeah. <laughs> why can't you get like, you know, possessed by aliens more? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like, I'm not really like one with theories, but I feel like they're probably going to like. If the Mind Flayer keeps up this, you know, long line of... What am I even saying? Okay, anyway. I feel like the Mind Flayer is probably going to get a hold of Eleven because you know that he wants to kill her. Oh, yeah. He wants to literally kill her. So if he does not go for Eleven, he'll probably go for one of her friends, like Max. Yeah. I don't know why, but I mean, I, I hope not, but... Well, that's usually how it That's be. normally how it works. Yeah. Like, if you watch the Duffer Brothers for, like, you know, their films and things like that for, like, over three years, you're kind of, like, going to get the chase, like, what they're thinking. Yeah, kind of like with, well, I know you're, you've never watched Game of Thrones or Supernatural, yeah. but it's one but of But, I mean, I know what they are, like, you know. Who's going to die in this season, you know, because <laughs> you know that you're just setting yourself up for heartbreak every time you're getting excited for a new season. And it's just like, why do we keep doing this to ourselves, you know? But, like, in the same way, I can kind of see, like, a pattern and typically, in order to get to the main person, the, the main protagonist that the villain wants to conquer or take over, defeat, they would usually go to their friends first. And yes. use that as emotional leverage. Yes, because, as you know, Eleven and Max are kind of besties now. So I feel like <laughs> yeah. she'd probably go for Eleven, if not Max. But um, Oh, and let's talk about Hopper. Let's talk about Hopper. I'm heartbroken. Yeah. At this point. But that, that, (laughs) oh my God, that heart to heart, I swear. I watched that today, like two hours ago, and I was bawling my eyes out. I I cry every single time I even listen to it. It's heartbreaking. Anyway. Yeah. But I don't think he's dead. I don't either, because remember at the very end, it's like. No, not the American. No, not the American. Who else would be in there? Right. And let's also talk about... And he was the last one that was like... Yes, and that's what I was going to say. Let's also think about, like, okay, so that whole part where, you know, they were walking in, and they were walking through all these doors. And so it's like, who else are in these 
any cells. I know. Like, who who is in here? Yeah. So it's like maybe they're not dead. Maybe you know they. What if? And here's another thing that I was thinking of too, because this happens a lot in you know a lot of different sci-fi shows. Is they'll create like a replication of that person, so kind of like a clone. Yeah. So the alien will clone. It's not you know there's like a there's it's not really them. them. Yeah. So and and they did this also too. I want to point out. I'm so proud of Lily for being. This is her first fandom, like her first actual legitimate fandom that she's just completely run with on her own. And, you know, I, I watched it, you know, without her because I thought that it would be too scary. Or I've been watching this show since I was eight years old. And, 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 and so, you know, and so she got into it as soon as it came out. And it was just really funny because at first I was like, I don't know if Lily should watch it. I actually introduced <laughs> you into the show. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. But, I mean, we were at, like, our old house, and I was like, hey, like, I found this show, like, I think you're, yeah. like, really like it, and you're like, you were kind of like, I don't know, you know, well, like. Well, because I had heard a bunch of hype about it, and here's what's t- what I typically do, and I, I said this on the last podcast, I don't really listen to other people's opinions and what people say, because people have hyped up shows before, and been like, this is the best show ever, and then I watch it. And I get into it, and then it gets canceled. But this is the best show <laughs> so, ever. Like, I know that, like, it's, like, super popular, and a lot of people watch it, but it's because it's, it's because so it's great. It's with, with, you know, uh, my first favorite show that I had when I was X-Files? about... Well, yes, whenever I was, I was your age. The first show that I ever just wholeheartedly fell in love with, my parents used to watch it. And they'd be like, oh, go in the room, this is a scary scene. Well, then, eventually... I would just sit there and watch it with them. And they were like, you're not going to run off. You're not scared. I said, no, this is amazing. And Stranger Things reminds me a lot of X-Files and a bunch of other shows that I've watched. But the thing about Stranger Things that I love so much is that it's not just about aliens, but it's kind of got this, like, I guess it's like a, in some ways... It's it like makes a, you feel a certain way. It's yeah. honestly undescribable. Like... You feel like, okay, I know you're a kid, and this is this is what a good conversation that I think, you know, what started the whole while we were in the car, we're like, we should do a podcast. You're a kid. You're the same age as these kids. I was a kid at one point who was obsessed with Dungeons and & Dragons and nerd stuff. And <laughs> Can we play D&D now? <laughs> yeah, me and my buddies, like, come on, man, like, you know, let's go hide out in the garage and play Dungeons & Dragons. But, I mean, so from that aspect, I can see myself in these kids, but at the same time, I can see you in these kids. So that's what's amazing. It's like we're both generations. Because you actually are an 80s kid and I'm not. Yeah. So I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, so I'm, you know, I'm an 80s kid. You're you're a kid now. You're watching a show about 80s kids. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's that's me when I was a kid, you know. <laughs> so it's just it's really cool that we can both share this at the same time. We can get into the same show in different ways. For me, it's more of a nostalgia. But for you, it's like you can identify with a completely different time period like, that you've never lived in. Yeah. It's like, bringing us closer together because now you understand me and how I was as a kid. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, I don't know if anyone else has noticed this. Like, they're not like creepy fans like me. <laughs> but like, the way that like, I don't know, but like, Millie Bobby Brown, I mean, and everyone else, their acting is literally it's on am- point. It's amazing. It's amazing. For kids. Like, the part when, um, Eleven, I don't know, I don't even know this, okay, <laughs> I need to shut up, <laughs> anyway, no, I don't even know, I don't even know what the scene, <laughs> I don't know what the exact scene is called, you know, but I do know that it's like when Eleven is like twisting in the air, and like, yes. she's like, Oh my god, I need to describe things better. Like the, okay. the look on her face is just she's like, like blank. Yeah, I mean like, or like when she's hugging Mike because she thinks she's about to die. Yeah, or... What are they doing to her? Or when she's <laughs> reading the letter that Hopper left her. Well, I mean, I'm not even an actor and I cried. Yeah. So. I mean, well, I guess you, you kind of have to put yourself in that mind frame. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, in a, in a sense it's kind of like um, whenever I, okay, for instance... I ugly cry every time I watch a certain few movies, one of which, the most recent one, is Crazy Rich Asians. And it's not a sad part either. It's not the it's not the sad part where there's a breakup. No, that I'm fine with that. But it's the <laughs> wedding scene. It just gets me every time because it's so beautiful and the way that it's filmed and kind of Yeah, the camera is like really well. Yes, and, the, and it zooms up. The way that the, the it kind of the camera panning and just the cinematography. Just and after you watch the whole movie and then watch this happen, you're like, oh. Yeah, and it's just like, and it just it makes me cry because it's like, 
oh my god that's so beautiful so I guess just like you can kind of put yourself in a mindset to where even though you're not there you're not physically you there you are mentally you there you are mentally there so, oh I swear so I, reading like, the script I'm sure that's where yeah, you get in the that's totally me though because like if I were to binge watch Stranger Things like you know I do daily but we're not going to talk about that <laughs> we're going to talk about like I don't know if it's just me, but I literally watch anything so much that sometimes I'm so dumb that, like, when I walk into a room, I try to shut it with mine, I'm like, oh, <laughs> it doesn't work like that, I guess. <laughs> I know a lot of other people have this problem, too. Like, it's yeah. not just me, but. Well, that's, that's kind of what happens. I mean, whenever, after, for years after I first watched Star Wars as a kid, I always tried to open, you know, I, I, me and my friends or, or my family, we would, uh, we'd walk up into, uh, like, a grocery store. And, like, so, you know, the automatic doors, like, in, in Kroger or H-E-B, like, you walk in it, and I'd use my hands, like, the force, like, mm, like, I'm opening <laughs> the doors. <laughs> so, okay. Um, yeah. So, I guess, with all of that being said, oh, we didn't talk about Alexi. Let's talk about Alexi. Yes, I have something do. to say, sister. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> do spill that tea, girl. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was wet. Listen here, my dudes. I have something to say. (laughs) Tell it, girl. Mm. (laughs) Okay, so I like Alexi. I'm not saying he's not a good character. All I have to say, I'm just going to say, he didn't really do anything. I mean, he did, but I feel like the science teacher at Hawkins Middle School could have done the same exact thing. Um, I mean, like, if he weren't, I mean... No one freaked out like this when Barb died, and she was the one that tried to convince Nancy that she should not be with Steve Harrington, but well, she didn't want to hear it. I would say no one, because a lot of people, like, are still, like, you know, making shirts that says, like, what about Barb? But, yeah, but, but I mean, like, mo- time, not as much as yeah. Alexi, well, is the, what I mean by that. Yeah, well, the thing with Barb was, like, Barb was, like, a major plot point. Yeah. That was what initiated all of it. Like, that, like... Barb is like the Ned Stark of, you know, for nerds who watch Game of Thrones, Barb is like the Ned Stark of the show, where like, her death slash disappearance, whatever, is what made everything change. And so the thing with Barb that's different, with that being said, is her character has a major plot. Whereas his is just like this random person. He's just like there. Yeah. (laughs) This is the thing, like, okay, I'm just, like... These are, there's multiple characters like this in the series, but one of them, I don't remember what her name was, and I already watched the season fully today, which I don't know why I don't remember it, but Eleven's quote-unquote sister, I don't remember her name, but I remember that, like, she was, you know, she had the tattoo that was, like, Eleven, and she had eight. Yeah, the lost sister. Yes, yes, the lost sister. Yeah. I don't remember her name. Uh, What was the point of that? The, the well the whole thing about that uh, <laughs> like okay. what is even the yeah, point? Yeah, a lot of a lot of fans were just kind of thrown for a loop with that. One. I'm kind of confused. Like, what is even like, going on? And it was just kind of like um, you know, what her name was was it Callie or Collie? It was Collie. Collie. That's it. Yeah, Collie. Well, the thing about her is like. Her, she had different abilities to like create like make people see yeah, things. Yeah, people see things like, create illusions. And, yeah, you know, and, but they actually believed that it was real because they so, could see it with their mind. I guess the thing with Kali, like her character arc or her her influence in the show, was basically that she was she was the 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 opening to to show everyone that there was several other kids just like 11 and that they were all yeah. connected. Yeah. You know, so there's mm-hmm. eight, nine, ten, who knows how many, you know. And so that was basically the thing. And also, too, I felt like the whole um, thing where 11 ran off with them and, you know, went through this, like... I didn't like she, that. She turned off for that, a little bit. That messed, with, <laughs> that messed with my feelings. Yeah, it, Honestly, it really, like, it, I don't want to see my beloved 11 freaking, like kill somebody yes and like well, see i think that that was important though because it could show you that she is so powerful that she could have turned to the dark side yeah but she but, didn't but she didn't because she is honestly a good character yeah so that was good for them to show because in every story it's like good versus evil and if somebody has powers they could be turned evil which is you know i mean that's just you know 
kind of all superheroes in a way. Obvious at this point. You know? and, and so, and, but, but that's the thing that I love about the show so much is that it's not, you know, just like these crazy superpowers. It's like... It's, it has a point here. Yes. And, like, and, and, she's using them to, you know, close portals and things like that. She's not going to be like, oh, I don't like you. Just like, yeah, no, I mean, she, she doesn't. Could. She could, but she won't. She doesn't. In, in a way, hold on, I just had a total brain fart. There was this movie, and it's the closest thing that I've ever seen. And it was a superhero movie with Dane DeHaan. He's been in a lot of things uh, that I like. Let me see, what was the name of that movie? Chronicle. But you haven't seen it because uh, I don't know if it's rated R, but I know that it's pretty... You could probably watch it now. Um, it's got, it was one of the first movies that I ever saw Michael B. Jordan in, you know, from Black Panther. And, um, so it was really crazy because it was kind of, uh, in a way, like, Carrie or like a Stephen King type thing. But it was about these kids, see, just like that, where it's like, you know, when you, I'm, I'm doing my hands out to where, like, <laughs> yeah. you can't see. Like, you can't see, obviously. You put your hands out, like, ugh, you know, and there's a character. I'm doing the 11 pitch right now. he literally did that. They were in the car with... I think he was with his friends or with his family or something, and this one character just he he split and he had the powers like eleven, and he saw a car and somebody was driving or something and he's like in the back seat and he just went like that with his hand motioning his hand to swipe it away and the car shot across the road and killed someone, and it was just like you know he well, split then. and and that was the whole thing was like you know he had these crazy superpowers that. Could have been used for good, but he decided not to. Yeah. And Speaking was, on a level of superpowers, what do you think about Eleven losing her abilities? Well, I feel like she will gain them back. Kind of like, you know, what Hopper and Mike said, like, they'll come back. But, I mean, like, I feel like they will. Because they like, always do. Well, I feel like the thing with, with that is... She's still trying to learn how to use a lot of her powers. Like, yeah. You know, she well not so much use them, but how to like hone in on them, how to control it, and because it hurts her, it physically hurts yeah, her to like, use these powers. It, and it makes her tired and like and her nose bleed. Yeah. And, you know, and just like and you can just sense like she's going through some turmoil every time that this gets kicked in. You know. I mean, it's I'm, different if it's just like crunching a bottle, but if it's like. Flipping a car like she did when they were trying to look. I don't remember what it was called. It was like a little cord that they needed because their car wouldn't start. Yeah. When they're trying to escape Billy. Yeah, okay, anyway. I was trying to make a joke, but it didn't make any sense. <laughs> it was like <laughs> a, weird little, a weird little cord, you know? Like, I don't know what it's called. It's not important. Okay, anyway. Yeah. I mean, that obviously was painful to her. I mean, yeah. she literally looked like she was in pain. Yeah. And I mean, just, you know, and not to mention the powers that she got were basically through torture. Yeah, you know? I mean, these people are, like, taking her away from her family and everything. I mean, you saw that in season two. I'm just going to bring up season two again because it's very important to the story, okay? Yeah, but season like, two bled into yes. season three, which is why we're here, so, yeah. you know. Might as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I have to be honest, season one... I mean, that was the main plot. I'm not saying that it's not important. I mean, it obviously is, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was just an introduction to yeah, the characters. It, was, it and, wasn't necessarily like a story. I mean, it was. Yeah. But not necessarily as much as a story as season two or three, where, yeah. you know, Eleven goes goth for like a couple, <laughs> for a couple days, and then she kills a couple people, and then she's like, I'm fine now. Like, okay. Uh, got, a new, got a new outlook on life. Sorry about that little dark face there, but I'm over it. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. That was just a phase, mom. It's just a phase, mom. <laughs> oh wait, her mom's her mom's. Oh, okay. oh sorry. Her mom's mentally sorry. insane. Sorry, I took that. Sorry, Eleven. We can't make those sorry. jokes. Sorry. Well, that's that's what you do when just you. Just a phase, man. Phase, man. Okay. So with that being said, <laughs> we're so gotta, freaking weird. I'm gonna move back over to uh, our portion of where we talk about. The potion of the show. This was uh, an idea that both Lily and I had. Um, I wanted to make a drink that, you know, obviously it's a mom and daughter show, so it has to be non-alcoholic. And I was thinking, you know, what's something that That's both... what you say. Don't tell me. No, um, I'm just joking. <laughs> she, does, she doesn't do that. She's not a bad mom. I'm just playing. <laughs> don't, the FBI, don't, don't knock on her door. I don't want to be like FBI open up. We're like, oh my god. Not today, NSA. Okay. Um, 
our drink of the potion of the show. What is it called, Lily? Isn't it called like Tom Holland? That's yeah. what I called it. Okay, so, so it's like, can I just explain? Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm talking a lot. It's like tea and lemonade. Isn't that one yeah, of those? Yeah, so basically, okay, so here's the idea. Um, a Tom Collins and an Arnold Palmer are basically kind of like a lemonade. Uh, Arnold Palmer is more of like a mixture between lemonade and tea. And I was thinking like Tom Collins, but you know, so basically it's more, this one is different than an Arnold Palmer because it's more lemonade than tea. So we like to blend both of them. But uh, this kind of lemonade that I used is raspberry lemonade. So it's a blend of raspberry lemonade. So you've got that kind of reddish tone to it. And uh, it has a splash of sweet tea. And the reason that we call it a Tom Holland is because it is... Sweet and innocent. Just like our beloved Tom Holland. Which, taking it away, we're going to start talking about Spider-Man and Tom Holland. Because, of course, we are. So <laughs> We are very angry yeah. right now. Um, um, I mourned uh, the day after and wore a Spider-Man shirt to work. And a few of my friends wanted to talk to me about, like, you know... Are you okay? Going, like, no, just things going on <laughs> in their lives, and you know, I, you know, I love my friends, and I, I love just well, love popcorn, talk about some drama. But that day, I just had to be like, look, I'm so sorry right now, but like nothing else matters at this point. I don't even care about anything horrible that has happened because I'm mourning Spider-Man leaving the Marvel Universe. And they're just like, are you being serious right now? And I'm like, I had to take a picture of me wearing the shirt that says hashtag awesome with Spider-Man's face. And I'm like, yes, this is serious. <laughs> and they're like, whoa, okay, I'll text you tomorrow. <laughs> you're like still crying about it? And you're yeah, like, I'm like, this can wait. <laughs> you're talking, wait, Jessica, leave me alone. <laughs> sorry, Jessica. We're not talking about you. I just thought of a random name. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> we love you, Jessica. It was just the first name that came to my head. Yeah, so, okay, well, getting down into the, you know, the, the really dark part about all of this, and I and I don't know, I'm, I'm not going to point any fingers and say whether it's Sony, whether it's Disney, we weren't there in these discussions. We don't know how long this has been going on, technically. I mean, you know, could have been some guy who, you know, woke up one day and, like, two years ago was like, you know, maybe we need to... Do so, but anyway, I don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but from what we have been told, which basically all that we're told is based off of press releases and what they're allowed to say. We have no idea the things that, you know, they're not telling us. So basically, and I mean, these are two huge, biggest companies in the world. So of course they're going to be very tight-lipped and they're not going to you know, tell us everything. Um, but the thing that, that was really crazy is that, okay, so in 2015, Sony entered a huge agreement with Disney-owned Marvel Studios, which was, that was another thing, too, when Disney, you know, Marvel, Star Wars, all that. So, basically, Spider-Man was allowed to be in Captain America's Civil War, and he was allowed to be in Infinity War, and then later Endgame, mm -hmm. and then, of course, you know, he had his own little standalone movies, Homecoming far from home, you know, and so with all that being said, Tom Holland has been critically acclaimed, even by Stan Lee himself, as the best Peter Parker in his opinion. So, you know, uh, Far From Home did really good. It was like, you know, it was an, it was an amazing, uh, I think it was like 1.1 billion um, in box office hits, but it's also the only global blockbuster this year um, that basically from so from Disney they're saying that um, Sony wanted to split the future Spider-Man movies in a 50-50 agreement saying that basically you get half you get half but it meant a 50-50 split in the profits and Sony said no Disney said fine they removed Kevin Beach and Marvel Studios um, and, and as the producers of Sony's future Spider-Man movies. And they kicked the character completely out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And in a statement, they basically said it, they were disappointed with Disney. Um, and it said that Kevin's role as a producer for the franchise had been mischaracterized. And, and basically, this is their statement in short. 
we're disappointed but respect Disney's decision. You know, hope that this doesn't change. Uh, we hope this might change in the future. You know, kind of leaving the door open like, hey, you know, whatever. Fans blew up, according to myself, according to Lily, everyone. Diehard fans are losing their mind right yeah, now. Yeah, according to all of these fans, you have just ripped our hearts out. <laughs> I mean, Instagram fans might as well just change their username. I mean, yeah. what am I even saying? They might as well just, like, change their entire profile because, I mean, like, what are they going to do now? Well, see, but here's the thing, though, and this is where I'm, this is where I'm kind of torn because at first, yeah, I was upset. At first, I was afraid. I was petrified. Yeah. So, so, I was so scared. Yeah. So basically, um, but but with that being said, after I read what they said, like you know, this may change. Right now, we're not agreeing with each other. But you know, things change. I mean, look at what happened with Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, like they completely kicked out their director, and they're like, no, you can come back. You know. So I mean, I don't know. Disney's Disney's one of these things where like. We, we don't understand. You never that. know what's going to happen. Yeah, we it's, can't we can't predict what they do. It's Disney. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you, you never know with Disney. And there's so many people that work for Disney. There's so many, like, different, you know. Disney sisters. cast members. Yeah, and then also it's like a, it's like an umbrella corporation where it's like there's so many, like, other companies that are feeding out of this one major company that drips down. And so with that being said... The Venom franchise with Tom Hardy. I didn't see it, but I, I heard mixed reviews, whatever. But, however, okay, so there's that. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse won an Oscar for, for Best Animated Movie. And that was a huge, huge impact to the comic, you know, cinematic universe as a whole. Like, this is an animated movie about Spider-Man, and it just won an Oscar. Like Which is that, really amazing. Yeah, so basically what people are saying is that if Tom does not appear in future movies with Marvel Studios, it's kind of unclear, like, how much of him are we going to see? And so, but then this is fun. So this is something <laughs> fun. That, yeah, this, this is a fun thing because, of course, it's coming from Ryan Reynolds, and I don't know if y'all pay attention to Ryan Reynolds on Twitter, but he's the reason. I took a social media hiatus there for a little bit. Like, I'm going to take a social media vacation clear clear my head. No, I came back because of Ryan Reynolds. Listen to this. So, <laughs> oh, my God, it just cracks me up just reading it. Okay, so a fan said, so does this mean that we can get a Spider-Man and Deadpool movie now? Because Deadpool is also, you know, not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Ryan replied, you can, but you can only see it in my heart. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, so I mean... That's, if that makes any sense? Yeah, so okay. that's kind of one of those things that, you know, now... and it, Oh, and then there's this other article that I was reading where somebody was like, you know, Spider-Man leaving the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the best thing that could ever happen for him. And it's like, wait, no, 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 hear me out. Okay, just hear me out. And so I was talking about, like... um you know, there's a lot of different there's a lot of different movie corporations with their hand in the pot with Marvel. You know, and so maybe this could be like a good experience for him to kind of, you know branch out. Yeah, branch out. Because I mean like if he wanted to make a post that, you know you know, said some political things, you know, that's his problem right but no yeah. he can't do that because then marvel's gonna be like you know what i mean i mean yeah. he's like a huge part i mean he was <laughs> he was a huge part of the marvel's community so in saying that you know he, what he posted he kind of had to be careful with and i feel like now i mean the only good side of it is you know like he can like kind of express himself a little bit you know yeah but i mean we're still gonna miss him well then on top of that there's venom too and that's kind of something that not we could we might need to make another podcast talk about that. But with that being said, there's a lot of really great things that are not not so much great, but just like interesting things that are coming out about um, about that movie. So I mean, that that could be something that you know we could think of. Like maybe we get to see a darker side of Spider-Man. Yeah. Maybe we get to see Tom Holland like mature past. Hey, Mister Stark, how's it going? To be in like you know that because I mean there's yeah. like, there's so many iterations as we've seen with Into the Spider-Verse. There's so many different versions of Peter Parker. Yes. So, I mean, in a way, it's kind of like, you know. There's Penny Parker. You know, uh, we could just go on for days. Yeah, so. I think, okay, I'm sorry. Oh, I no, no, no. 
Okay, <laughs> we should. Uh, we have lots of things to talk about. Yeah. So like, I'm like kind of trying to get to the point here. Um, let's talk about Galaxy's Edge. That not Disneyland California, but the one that just now opened. Actually, yeah. August 29th of this year. Um, yeah. The crowds are wild. Um, and if you didn't know, the land is 14 acres wide, which means that there, you, there's people on Instagram who have taken pictures, like overhead views, and you cannot see the concrete yes. on the ground. Um, it is crazy. I heard that there was a 10 hour wait time. It said the estimated wait time for just the Millennium Falcon yeah, ride around. Um, it was yeah. around like uh, five hours. And then it's it said, wild. Like, uh, park goers said that like, the ride at a 10 hour wait time. And that's honestly crazy. Okay, so I'm just going to say, if I don't know if you're watching <coughs> this in Florida, hello. Um, <laughs> like, if you want to go, please hold off. I mean, yeah, it's going to ruin your time there. Well, if you know what I mean, you know what yeah, I mean? Because I don't want the crowds to ruin your, you know, family vacation or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you should be able to have fun and, like, be able to walk. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. these people literally, like, can barely walk. Well, also, too, um... I, Unless I, you get there at rope drop. Okay, what right, are you saying? Right, exactly. And so that's the thing, too. Not only that, but, like, there's reservations that people are making. And, like, I totally, you know, understand, like, that's important. And there's, like, cantinas and there's, like, crazy things, you know, other, like, blue versus green milk. Um, what? You know, <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh, it's, you know, you can... You can feel like you're a part of the, the galaxy and, you know, whatever. That's really great. But at the same time, are you going to wait for five hours just to get a blue milk? Because I know I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't think that I would. Like, I mean, I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's amazing. But would you rather, like, instead of waiting five hours to get a blue milk, wait, like, a few months and then you can get one in, like, maybe 20 minutes? <laughs> you know? I mean, like, I'm just, I'm just trying to think, like, time is money, you know? So, I don't know. It's just kind of... But that's how it, I mean, it's anything that Disney does park-wise that's changing and it's, you know, it's a, it's a new development, people are going to flock to it as soon as it opens. Exactly. So, you know, I mean. So, if I were you and you're even thinking about going to any of the parks, please maybe, like, hold off a bit just because the crowds are going to be insane and, like, that's just going to, like, ruin your time. Yeah. You know, like waiting in line for five hours just for like one ride like i'm sure it's like an experience of a lifetime you know but i mean like i'm not gonna wait five hours for that yeah it'd be different if it was like a meet and greet but no okay oh uh, what yeah. do you want to talk about now oh the That's next what? thing uh since we're talking about because we're basically talking you know disney um so i want to talk about these new uh live actions that there there's, there's one i didn't throw up you didn't hear me <laughs> There's, uh, there's a couple live actions that, that they're talking about. Um, one in particular I'm actually excited about, and that is Lady and the Tramp. Although, I'm very excited about that. That looks very cute. I, I kind of, you know, as a lot of these live actions go, um, we're just kind of like, you know, let's, let's hope for best. It's distributed by Disney+. Plus. I'm definitely, we talked about this in the last episode, too. I'm definitely subscribing to Disney+. Plus. Like, you know, I mean... It's, it's a no-brainer. You're, you're going to want to do it if you're a Disney fan. But the thing that I'm really excited about for um, Lady and the Tramp is obviously not just um, the way that it looks on the, the cute little teaser poster, and you know, but the cast I'm really excited for. Uh, we've got Tessa Thompson, who is no stranger to uh, the Disney universe. I mean, she's Valkyrie and Thor. Like, nothing that she does is just... <laughs> ever short of amazing. I love her. I love everything she's ever done. Um, and then we've got Justin Darrow as a tramp. Sam Elliott is trusty, which that, I mean, that's just perfect. I don't know who else could play that old blood now. And then, uh, we've got Janelle Monet as, uh, a Pekingese named Peg. Benedict Wong as Bull, a bulldog. Rowan Blanchard as Angel, a kind dog. And Ashley Jensen as Jock, a Scottish Terrier, which I'm just oh, and then the the cast as far as like um, the uh, the the humans are concerned, that's really exciting. We've got Ken Jong, we've got Adrian Martinez, Thomas Mann, Kirsty Clemens. There's a bunch of really great people, and so I think the cast is going to be just 
really amazing and i think it's gonna look really cute i mean not only cute obviously but you know what i mean like yeah. i feel like it's gonna be great because well, i like too that this is a live action uh kind of like in the same same aspect of like you know the jungle book and why the jungle book works so well is because there were humans in it and it was like it wasn't just because i haven't seen lion king yet i know you have and i'm still holding off on it because i've heard and so i'm not going to say anything i've heard so and we went off before about this i've heard so many mixed reviews so i'm just gonna wait until it comes out on, on amazon and i'll watch it pay for um but this i'm just really excited for um i just want to see how they do it because it's one of my favorite movies, um, and I just, it's kind of like a star-crossed lover, like, kind of, not like in a, in a way where it's like Romeo and Juliet, but it's kind of like, you know, two, two different souls meet, and they're not supposed to be together, one is rich, one is poor, and they change each other, and it's just yeah. like, I really want to see how they do this, it's going to be really cute, and it comes out in November, so, I'm just, I'm super, super stoked about this. Oh, and another one, too. Um, so this this is still in talks. Nothing has been set in stone. Um, it's just kind of like, you know, people buzzing about it on the Internet. Um, but one thing, going back to Tom Holland. Is, yes, uh, his, I'm very uh, excited like, about this. So they're saying that uh, there's supposed to be a planned upcoming live-action remake of Atlantis, The Lost Empire, which I feel is one of the most highly underrated animated, not CGI, animated Disney film. It's a great film. It came out like um, at a time so it was like so it was like okay so there's there's these animated adventures that I love so you've got you know these classics like Beauty and the Beast, uh, Aladdin, these are all like you know stories that we've heard these are fairy tales these are folklore whatever but Atlantis, Lost, Lost Empire, Lilo and Stitch, Treasure Planet those stood out and those came out at a time that was kind of like i guess people are just kind of getting sick of the fairy tales there for a little bit you know where they're just like okay look and disney was trying to like branch out and do something different and i felt like atlantis was just one of those those movies where it, it was just it kind of fell under the radar as far as because i was a kid when it came out but i remember seeing it in theaters and there wasn't as much hype for that as there was for say the lion king Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, whatever. And so, again, like, uh, you know, people are saying Disney could really do something amazing with this because here's the thing about Atlantis that I love so much. Atlantis reminded me in so many ways of one of my favorite shows in the whole world, Firefly, where it's kind of like, you know, it kind of also, also kind of like Treasure Planet, but it's kind of like one of those... Treasure Planet was awesome. Yeah, That's all I got so, to see. If, with that being said, if they do a remake of Atlantis as a live action, that opens up the door to do so many other things. Because, I mean, if you think about it, for instance, Pirates of the Caribbean was based off of a Disney ride. And that was a huge franchise that just, like, exploded. So, this could be, like, you know, they're on yeah. something. So, what's crazy, though, about this, and this is why we're, you know, discussing this, is because people are kind of in rumor saying that Tom Holland is a he's he's one of the most like sought after for uh this role and so I'm just kind of like you know can I'm just like amazed at like you know just the thought of him being a geeky like cartographer you know and so which was the voice of Michael J Fox in the 2001 version so to think of Tom Holland as being a geeky Smithsonian cartographer, that's perfect because Peter Parker is a geek, you know? I would, <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know if you guys have heard, you probably have, obviously, um, but they're making a new live action of 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. It's going to be called Cruella. Um, they do not have a trailer out yet, like a, you know, a specific one, um, Disney originally announced that it would be released in U.S. cinemas on the 23rd of December of 2020, which is, I mean, not that far away, but I mean, it's oh, not that yes, soon. yes, yes. Oh, and so, with that being said, um, going back to Cruella, let's, let's talk about, okay, The Sword and the Stone. That, oh my gosh, I want to see like, that. So that's what I was saying with, like, taking these, like, lesser, lesser, like, 
I guess I wouldn't say cult classic, but like kind of like the ones that are, you know, that we all love and, but they're not, they're not your average Disney movie. You know, they're not like singing and dancing and, you know, theatrics. It's, it's more like, I guess like a, a classic story, like an adventure. And I love the Disney adventure stories. Like I love the Sword of the Stone. And yeah. I, and I just, Anastasia. Anastasia is an amazing movie. That's all I got to say. Okay. Also, I found, well, I didn't, never mind. I'm not making any sense. Okay. <laughs> um, so, the cool thing about this new movie, Corella, it's not like an exact version of 101 Dimensions. It's actually going to be telling the villain side of the story, just as, like just as Wicked did with amazing. the Wizard, just as like Wicked did with the Wizard of Oz, or Maleficent did with Living Beauty. So, like, it's not going to be the exact same, of course, but I feel like it's going to be really great, and, you know... A good movie to bring your family to, I guess. Yeah, and so, you know, also, too, and, and that was something that I was thinking of, is, like, you know, a lot of people are kind of, like, bashing on these live actions, and, you know, I, I don't know, I feel like, in a way, it's kind of, like, these are stories that have lived on for a long time. A lot of these stories are, like I said, folklore, they're mythology. These, these stories have lived for... Some of them, like, for instance, Aladdin, like, that's lived for what, like, I mean, since... 20-something like, years, I think. No. Probably more, actually. No, I mean, like, the actual story. Oh, like, I'm sorry, it's confused. story, like, hundreds of years, you know? So, with, with all that in consideration, basically, all we're doing is we're just evolving these stories that have existed for hundreds of years and putting like a better picture in your head of exactly what they look like and that's, and that's, where and that's what i really love about them is like i mean of course cartoons if you were to like watch a cartoon and then like shut your eyes and try to get a good picture about what that was even about you're just gonna be like what like, like but like with live actions you can be like wow like that's like you know, I didn't know that, that war scene was going to be that like pretty. Mulan, you know what I mean? Like, for instance, like that is going to be a beautiful movie. Yeah, like, I watched a whole, uh, because, you know... I'm just kind of mad I'm at the whole Mushu thing. Well, I'm writing a book, obviously, I always talk about this, but it, it's it's getting deeper and deeper the more research that I do, because I'm, in my book, there's mythological characters, and, like, these are, it's basically a myth about a myth, and so, or a myth about myths, where they all come together so it's kind of interesting to me to see Disney's take on Mulan because I watched a documentary on Netflix um, that was about like mythological heroes and gods and spirits and all that stuff and they talked about Mulan um, this has been a huge story a legend and it's a very important legend in Chinese culture and so to see it in kind of a more I guess original aspect you know, where there isn't a, a talking dragon voiced by Eddie Murphy. Um, there's not a, a amazing sing and dance scene. It's just beautiful. You know, it's just, you know? it's just like cinematically gorgeous. But here's the thing. This is what I love so much about it, too. Is if you watch classic Chinese films, or even from Hong Kong, you watch classic Chinese action films. This is basically what this is. So, of course, if they're going to make a... a Mulan is a, is a Chinese legend that's very dear to the Chinese people's hearts. So if they're going to do it right, they're going to have it done with, you know... Realistic. Realistic. Not only that, but, like, bring the Chinese culture into it and the modern Chinese culture into it, which is, you know, their amazing action movies and how they're beautiful. I mean, there's so many, many amazing movies that I've watched where I don't even turn on... I just leave the subtitles on. And I just sit there and I just watch it. Like, I don't even pay attention to the subtitles because I'm just so blown away at how beautiful it is. And the first time I saw this trailer, I wanted to go out and, you know, buy myself a sword. <laughs> so. But buy yourself, like, a head-to-toe costume. Yeah. I mean, it's just amazing. But I mean, the original cartoon was one of those cartoons that was great. It was great for its time. And it was really good, too, because it was the first Disney character that was before Brave or before, you know... Because Brave came out like 2012, it, I think. It was the first Disney prince, basically, not not a princess, but a warrior. Like, she's she doesn't want to be queen. She didn't ask for this. She did it because of honor. Because she didn't want to see her father, who was... Injured, injured and, like, disabled. And a war veteran, have to go be drafted. 
So she's like, no, I'm going to take my father's place because I don't think this is right. So she stood up for her beliefs. She's a woman. She stood up to men. She fought alongside men. She kicked men's butts. She's amazing. So Let's get down. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I'm kind of sad, though, that, you know, that song won't be in there. That song I know. I'm honestly kind of mad. Okay. I think that we... We're about to get real up in here, okay? <laughs> I think that we need to talk about... Straight to DHS. Okay, oh, yeah, DHS. Yeah, so we were. In these the, ones make me mad. We were in the but car. there's some good ones. Well, but we were in the car. We were talking about. Okay, so like, there's a new Maleficent two coming I'm not. out. Okay, so we we're talking about this, and I was like, you know, notice today how when there's a sequel, like say for instance, Toy, this Toy Story, you know, sequels, and then you've got Frozen two that's being hyped. You've got, you know, all these things that are coming out. People are like, whoa, it's a, it's a sequel. And let's go see it in theaters. Well, whenever I was a kid, if a sequel to a cartoon animated movie that was a beloved classic and a box office sensation came out, it didn't go to theaters. <laughs> it came straight to VHS. So, Lily, take it away and tell me the, your, your, your list of good to bad. Good to bad? Okay. The, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm going to say one that I don't like and one that I do like. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry if you like this movie, but Pocahontas 2 was trash. Yes. And also, too, just to give a side note, I don't don't know if many people know this. Uh, We did an Ancestry.com DNA test uh, last year and kind of find out. We've always known that my family was uh, part Native American. We only thought that we were Choctaw. Come to find out on my mother's side, Pocahontas is my 12th cousin. John Rolfe is... Yeah. So like our great Yeah. So basically, we're well. No, we're we're yeah. We're we're related to um, basically Pope. I, I can't remember the, the the details of how it happened, but um, our family tree is just all over the place. But <laughs> anyway, with that being said, I did a lot of history uh, research on Pocahontas, and after I found that out, I'm like, you know, I mean, I I done done your fair share of Pocahontas research in school and. You know, doing history reports and stuff like that, but I really dug into it, and that's—I mean—that was what was sad about Pocahontas too, is that it was more factual than the box office sensation that was the first one. So, give me more, Lily. Come on. One <laughs> <laughs> that I did like—I don't—I think it was called like *The Return of Jafar*. That was a good Jafar movie. Was good. Okay. So, sorry, I have to drink a, a, a sip of the Tom Holland. <laughs> This is really good. So about the Tom Holland too, it's um, this is uh, it's mostly just raspberry lemonade mixed with a splash of tea, but it's not too sweet. But it's just sweet enough. So anyway, um, Little Mermaid two. That was actually a pretty good movie. Yeah, I, I mean, like I wouldn't it. be and like, I wouldn't watch it just for fun. They introduced but, I mean, a lot of diverse cool. characters in in that. And, and also, too, the, oh, oh, gosh, and so going off the rails here, I used to love the Little Mermaid cartoon that came on the Disney Channel. Yeah. Back when Disney Channel would, would kind of do the spinoffs of, you know, your favorite movies or whatever. Which is, in the same in the same way, though, so talking about straight to VHS, it's kind of the same thing that Netflix is doing. I mean, look at, you know, your little brother's favorite show, Boss Baby, Back to Business. Nothing like the movie. I mean, it is. It's the same characters, but it's like it's like basically taking that movie, because I know it's based off of books, but it's like, or a book, but it's like taking that movie and then embellishing it and stretching it out. Yeah. You know, where it's like, okay, remember that? Kind of like what they did with uh, Kingdom Hearts, where it's like Kingdom Hearts 1.5, Kingdom Hearts 2, Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts 3.0. Like, can we have three? Can like, we stop? Like, please, like, stop having. <laughs> it's like Kingdom Hearts. Remember that one part where they did that? Well, okay, well, this takes place before that, but no, between the last this is one. Be- this is between the last one and the new one. Like, can you just make two, three, and four? Yeah, I'm like, I can't keep up. Y'all, y'all are blowing No, this mind. is between the timeline of the first one and the last I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. I've had enough. Remember that thing that happened that last time? Okay, well, forget about that because we're going to add to that. <laughs> This is the stuff that you didn't see in the last game. But anyway, just forget <laughs> about all that. Because here's a new one, and this is how we're going to make billions of dollars. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you guys, you probably have. You've probably heard of The Odd Ones Out on YouTube. 
if you haven't, you should go watch him because he cracks me up. Also, he has this one scene, and it's so... Well, not scene. I mean, he, like, kind of draws in his videos, but whatever. So, he had one video, and it, like, kind of, you know, like, it's funny, but it's also true. Because it's basically about how, like, companies... They make one successful movie, so they think that they have to watch. They have to make another one. So you know they're like, well, you know, like they're not gonna watch it because like the the first one was better. They're like, no, they're gonna go watch it. Yeah. Just just for the money. I mean, well, like there's they're still gonna watch it. Like yeah. even if they don't like it, they're still gonna watch it. It's just kind of like a you know copy paste type thing. Let's let's try to redo this and. Like Charlotte's Web, like did, did that really need a sequel? That had a sequel. Yes. Why? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I could have sworn it did. Hold on. I don't know if I'm just tripping or not. Volume is tripping. Let's see. Did Charlotte's Web have a sequel? I'm sure it did. I mean, it probably did. Babe had. Oh my god, it did. Oh, oh my no. god. No. Oh oh, and I know it was this a cartoon one, wasn't well, it? This isn't Disney, but this is a. a you know, a, a Don Bluth uh, franchise, but I mean, friggin' Land for Time, how many are those? Like 30? Like, why? It, the first one was fine. The first one was perfect. It's just like, why are you continuing this? Like, good lord. It'd be different if they had, a, if it was a show and not a movie, but it's not a show, it's a movie. Yeah. Well, this so, is before Netflix, and I think in a way that this really. Like Terminator Who? I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, I think that's kind of changed the way that Netflix does their things because, like I was saying, you know, now they make series off of things. I mean, most of Logan's favorite shows, you know, are on Netflix. Are on Netflix, and it's just a continuation. Literally, I only watch one show, so if I want to watch something, I just well, just like the trolls. <laughs> the, the trolls. trolls show. Oh my god! I'm sorry. I'm just gonna say it. I don't like trolls. I've watched it too many times to be like, oh, that's a cute movie. Yeah. I swear. Every time I go to a kids. Sh- house they're watching trolls and i don't get it i don't understand the fascination okay let's stop talking about that (laughs) what is what what else would you like to talk about well yes i'm very excited about lizzie mcguire also like the revamp i'm not very excited i don't know if you've heard of this you probably have the high school musical series i feel like that's gonna be dumb well i'm not dumb but i feel like it's not gonna be Good. I was too old to really, well, I wouldn't say too old, but I was just kind of like in a certain, I guess I wouldn't say generation, but it was just like a time in my life where I was kind of wanting to like watch things that were more for adults and older teenagers and high school musical and kind of Lizzie McGuire and stuff like that. That was just kind of childish to me, you know, because at that, I mean, you gotta, you gotta think about it, like, at that point, that's whenever I was just starting to get into, like, sci-fi and horror, and, like, aside from, like, you know, Star Wars, X-Files, whatever, so I was like, I'd rather watch Freddy Krueger movies that (laughs) I wasn't allowed to watch as a kid, you know, than watch a show about teenagers in high school, you know, because I'm a teenager in high school, and it's not that great. It's not that entertaining, so... I feel like all they do is, like, they're at lunch and they're just, like, randomly singing. Like, I'm sorry that... I mean, I know it's a Disney movie, but, like, that's just too much singing. I've never really liked High School Musical, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm sorry if any of you guys are fans, but I don't know. Okay, I don't want to offend anybody. What else do you want to talk about? Well, also, too, uh, there's an upcoming Pixar movie. Oh, uh, Soul. Onward. Wait, oh, oh never mind. Well, no, I'm Onward. very excited Onward about Onward. sounds amazing, too. And then there's also... Uh, a fantasy fiction adventure um, from Disney Animation, and it's the directors of uh, Big Hero Six and Frozen, and uh, it's from the same writer, which this makes me super excited. Same writer Adele Lim from Crazy Rich Agents, um, as well as you know the chief creative officer of the Animation Studios, Jennifer Lee. Um, but I'm just really excited about this. It just it seems so freaking cool. And then, also, too, another thing that, like, really excited me was from D23. I've never been to Disneyland, but there is a new Magic Happens Parade, and it's going to have Moana, Coco, um, and 
Sleeping Beauty, and then there's a new song, uh, and this makes me so excited because it's one of my favorite people, singer-songwriter Todrick Hall. So I'm super excited, and I'm a huge fan of Todrick. So, and then there's also, uh, there's A Wish Come True. Um, it's, it was like basically um, the three new ships coming to the Disney Cruise Line fleet, which I, if I were to ever go on a cruise, I'd want to go on a Disney cruise. I want to go on a Disney cruise so bad. Absolutely. And like I was looking at some of the, con the concept art, too, for uh, a timeless transformation of Epcot. And, uh, oh, yes. Okay. I think that it's going to be awesome. I think that it's going to be cool and what Disney actually originally saw in Epcot. I don't know if you know this, but like Walt Disney's originally like, you know, um, <laughs> idea. His vision. His vision of Epcot was to be like next, like future. Yes, very, and it was at the time too, because it was around the time of like, you know, you had in the, in the 50s and the 60s, it was like, the, the vision of the future is like the Jetsons, you know. But it's, it's like, like no, it's not, now that it is that future, it's not that anymore. Right. So they think so, that they need to make it more futuristic, if you know what I mean. So they want it to be Walt Disney's vision of what today would look like in yeah. his mind then. And and I think that's beautiful because it's like, it's really like giving, it's giving more heart to Walt in a way where it's like, okay, no, we're, we're bringing Walt back into this. Yeah. Because in a lot of ways, I feel like Disney is ahead of the curve, and they're amazing in, as far as in terms of technology, advancement, you know, and just being, being futurist. But at the same time, Walt Disney wouldn't have even thought to have done that. So it's like we're bringing Walt's idea of the future back to Disney. And so that's really cool. And also another thing is like... Um, there's going to be uh, more, like, world uh, experiences with Epcot. So there's, like, a showcase, a celebration, all that stuff. And then um, Disney Legend, and this, this really just hit me because I'm a huge fan of Dick Van Dyke. Um, Disney Legend Dick Van Dyke received a standing ovation, and he made a surprise appearance um, to announce that the World Showcase will be the first attraction inspired by Mary Poppins. And it's going to be in Cherry Tree Lane. And it's going to join the United Kingdom Pavilion. Um, and, and it's like, but it's going to be like an entirely new spot. So with that being said, um, so the first ever attraction based on Walt Disney Animation uh, Moana is coming to Epcot also. And Journey of Water. Which is going to be very interesting. Yes, Journey of Water. Oh, that's going to be so amazing. It's like guests can actually interact with living water. Kind of like that scene whenever at the beginning. Yeah. And oh my God, I just always want to cry just thinking about that. Like, can you imagine? Like, that would be so cool. Oh, it's going to be so cool. And just, so in a way, it's like, you know, like I've said, they're bringing modern technology with Walt's original vision. So with that, too... There's going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy uh, attraction, and it will be uh, the first reverse launch into space when it opens in the World Discovery neighborhood in Epcot. So that's gonna be super cool. It's gonna be like an amazing ride. Like oh, that's man. gonna be really cool, dude. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. Like I just, I want to know what it feels like to be a you know a Guardian of the Galaxy. That'd be pretty pretty sweet. Um, so I think that pretty much covers everything. Yeah. That we were just nerding out about, um, you know? I mean, unless you have anything else that you can think of? Because I think, um, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I pretty much uh, expelled all of my uh, Netflix, Marvel, and Disney excitement so far. Unless they need to tell us anything else, which I'm sure, you know, that's, that's the beauty of, you know, entertainment and movies and TV and all these things is, there's just always something to be excited about, and there's always something to keep us on our toes, and sometimes we hear things in the news that make us sad, and, you know, we get disappointed, or, you know, these, these filmmakers and these corporations, they, they make these these decisions, and, you know, and I, I mean, I guess you can look at it from a standpoint, like, you know, what about all the good things that they do, though? Yeah. You know, like, there's things that will make us sad, but, I mean, just try to be positive, and you know, if you truly, honestly love a franchise or a comic or a cinematic universe, if you truly, honestly love a character, you're you're gonna want to see it through and at least give it a chance. So that's what I always try to think of. Just 
try to look on the bright side of life, you know. <laughs> okay, well, I think that does it for um, this third episode. Thank you for listening to our shenanigans. Yeah, thank you for putting up with us. Um, and, now, <laughs> and if you listened all the way through, congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, way to go. You did it. You listened to us act like idiots for, like, a long time. No, we're not idiots. We are awesome. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank I, you. Everyone. I beg to differ. Okay. <laughs> thank you for watching, everybody. Uh, um. All right. Let's let's get out. Yeah. Let's see ourselves out of this one. Bye. Right, bye. <laughs>